This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.、A、laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah,、oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And there is not one fighter that I've worked with today that can say I never gave it my best for them. When you must face loads and loads of criticism. Well, the thing is, I don't listen. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't listen. I don't watch. I'm not doing it for the cameras. I'm I'm building something here. And inevitably,、mm. remember, I'm not taking、uh, Olympic champions. I'm taking raw novices. Welcome to the George Groves Boxing Club. I'm George Groves. This is Deck. He's always here. Always here. But new guest today, today Ajay. Today, thank you very much for coming in, buddy. Yeah, it was a pleasure, mate.、It's、yeah, the George Gold's boxing. It is. Boxing club, it looks like a posh studio to me. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, it's probably、yeah. not the clubs that we used to. No. But, <laughs> yeah,、uh, yeah. This, you're in now, mate. You are a fully fledged ECM member. So、yes. thank you. And one one of my oldest friends in the sport today as well. Known you and been covering and interviewing you for years. Donkeys. One minute, but I was just saying that、uh, to someone. In the car, I said, "I've known Deck for so long, like I just <laughs> can't." It's, it's it's amazing, it's the evolution and the progression of yourself, and it's really good. Oh, cheers, mate! Well,、yes, we're going to get into it's not about you today. Yeah, though, I mean,、right? thanks, <laughs> and that's the end of today's show. Thanks for joining. <laughs>、yeah. uh, we're going to get into George. We've got proper theme this week, haven't we? We have because sometimes we just go around the houses a little bit, but this week we've got an actual theme. Tell us, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking at building a fighter from the ground up. Which you've done, obviously, most notably with Anthony Yard, and it continues to happen now. But he's not the only guy that 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 you've kind of done that with. Yes. And we're, so we're going to get into your style as a coach because I think we spoke a bit before we started that your style is quite clearly different to many other coaches in that you don't stockpile five, six, seven, eight guys and get them all out and manage them like that. It's like no, this is my focus: one or two people, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get. I'm going to try and get the best out of you in with that sort of relationship. I、yeah. think it's an interesting one.、Yeah. So we want to dive into that. But first, George, we're going to start with we're going to go right back to your boxing start. Like you, before you were a coach, you were a, you were a boxer as well. Yes, it's been、uh, such a journey. You know, from just walking into、um, the champions gym in in Walthamstow. Remember, Alan Mortlock、uh, had some unlicensed. Uh, fighters at the time, and he had a, he had Mark Potter 
I remember my oh, yeah. potter was his only professional the fight. big heavyweight. Yeah, and I remember walking in and seeing the Bowen brothers, Michael and Paul Bowen. You know, I think Michael, uh, Paul was Southern Area, super middleweight champion. Michael, Big puncher. Michael was a big puncher, you know, finished his career undefeated with, with so many knockouts. Um, and uh, those, it was just like a, a like a, is that magic to me? I was like, wow, this is what, you mean you, you punch people, you get paid money. I was like, what? <laughs> Coming from where, you know, the background I've come from, it was all a, a blur to me. Um, so I just said, let me just go in a ring. I remember there was a, a, a guy, I'll never forget his name, Paul Kavanagh, um, went in the ring, bam. <laughs> yeah, he felt, he felt the dentist. And after that, they called me the dentist because I banged, <laughs> I knocked his teeth out. And, and I thought I was a boxer. I thought I was, you know, Mike Tyson. And, so um, just in the gym? Just in the gym, yeah. yeah in the yeah, champion yeah. gym. Literally just walked in there one day and um, that's where it all started. You know, I had, I had two unlicensed fights, two first round KOs and then I remember um, Peter DeFreitas Nigel Ben's uh, trainer at the time coming up to me and said oh yeah you, you know you look good like, turn professional <laughs> and I was in my head you know I'm a street savvy and I was like mm, ain't you supposed to do amateurs before you turn professional yeah. <laughs> like, I thought, you know there's a, there's a route to doing this and so I went into the Lynn Boxing Club which was literally across the road from my house uh, Keith Waters you know, mm, yep. Sherman, the ABAs at the time, I don't know if he is now, um, had five amateur fights. And then I said, yeah, I'm ready to turn pro. It was just <laughs> literally like that. You know, had five professional fights. I bought out the area because I was a, you know, a, a person that was known on the streets, used to have parties and hold dances and as they call it. Um, so everybody was representing me uh, very early on had the five pro fights, got injured, had an injury, had a lot of personal issues outside as well. Um, but before I finished my pro career, I was training uh, a young man called Junior McDonald, who was a computer engineer for Hewitt Packard at the time. And so he knew I was a boxer, he knew I was a name, so he's like, oh yeah. So I started training him at a gym in Peckham uh, called the LA Gym. Lo and behold, Junior gets through, wins the, the Southern Area County ABAs at heavyweights, the quarters, gets all the way, all the way to the national finals, faces Tony Bellew in the mm. final, and he lost against Tony Bellew in the final. But I'm like, I'm doing this for, like, this is a joke. Like, I'm not <laughs> even trying to be a trainer. Then another kid, Akash Bhatia, Southern Area champion as well, used to train him I was training him same place Peckham gym LA gym I wasn't a trainer at this time I had no professional license got all the way to the ABA final again lost against Stephen Smith of the Smith brothers I remember that fight yeah, yeah. and I, I was like bro I must, I must be good at this I'm like, <laughs> this, this is like I'm not even you know I'm giving it like 20% I'm just meeting them at the you know meeting them in the evenings and training them and and so Spencer Fearon came to me. Obviously, Spencer was a name in boxing. Him and Danny Williams had, you know, they were doing a documentary and Spencer had heard of, about me training and the style I was I was developing in this small corner of a, of a weights gym in Peckham. Anyway, so me and Spencer started training. I think it was about five weeks. He was training with Adam Booth at the time, mm -hmm. uh, David Hay and Danny Williams. 
lo and behold, David, uh, so the, t- so I remember I didn't have my license, so I couldn't be in a corner with Spencer for his fight, epic fight with Dave Walker. But I trained Spencer for that. I don't think Spencer ever knocked anyone over in a professional ring. And, you know, he, I remember he chinned David Walker, <laughs> ran to the corner like he just won the World Cup. <laughs> he, and then he come back and then David put him down and then Spencer put, it was like epic fight. I think it got mm. fight of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's on YouTube if you ain't yeah, seen it. Yeah, it's on YouTube. See it. If you ain't seen it, go watch that mm. fight. What a fight. You know, so Spencer was like, well, you, you got it. You know, if you can do that with me in like four weeks, what would you do? And it was because of Spencer Fearon, I actually entered the professional boxing game as a trainer because of Spencer. I had no intention of getting a professional license. I'd done what I'd done with Akash and, and Junior McDonald. I tried my own career. That didn't work. Um, and from then, it's just, it's just grown and, uh, went into training fighters. My, I remember I had, I think, three attempts at a southern area. I remember Chad Simmons, Frank Maloney said to me, yeah, twin, just training for this fight. And I totally, I'm a person, I go by my feeling. I've never done, I've never been motivated by money, uh, anything. I'm doing what I want to do. And I've, 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 can thank God that I've I've kept that same, you know, uh, persona all the way through. Uh, so I remember Frank asked me to train Chaz, and I, my gut instinct said, "Nah, don't do it, Tun. Like he just, you could, he's just not your type of guy. You know, he's not committed. He doesn't want to do." But anyway, Chaz was waking up in the morning. I was I was driving down to Sydney, running up Sydney with him. These are the days when I used to run and everything with yeah, the fighters yeah. up in Crystal yeah. Palace and everything. Anyway. Chaz made Ross Simmons look like Sugar Ray Leonard that day. I'm, <laughs> I was so embarrassed, you know, because he had Johnny Eames in one corner, who I used to train with. Yep. Well, I used to train myself, but Johnny Eames was there. Um, and so that was the first one. Junior McDonald was the second attempt at the Southern area. Junior lost against Tommy Eastwood, Traveller Boy. Remember, I don't know if you remember Tommy. Um, yeah, George. He was good. Tommy. And I remember like that player. taught me a lot about sparring, which is. The philosophy we're going to get into that, which we're going to get into. Mm. Um, but we won't talk about that. But um, yeah, t- uh, Junior got stopped by Tommy Eastwood. So that was live on Sky Sports. And I remember Cash was up next fighting. And I was so down. I remember walking to the ring, you know, having two guys on the same night, mm. top of the bill. And I thought, oh man, this is heartbreaking for me. Anyway, after that, did I have anyone else? Yeah, so it was. Um, it was, yeah, it was, um, Junior McDonald lost, Chaz Simmons lost, and then, ah, oh, and no, Kurt wasn't for this. So then after that, I had three Southern Area champions back to back. You know, Akash stopped Mark, I forgot his surname, Mark something, um, Tony Salem, who had been knocked out by, um, who's the Olympics? Courtney Fry. Do you remember that? Was I remember Tony Salem. Yeah, I, remember was Tony. Squad when he was on yeah. squad. Yeah, and everyone was yeah. running really... and raving about Tony Salem, the new Sugar Ray Leonard, <laughs> or the new Roy Jones, the Nigerian Roy Jones, because he came over with those, that Nigerian uh, squad, uh, Ajose, Olajose, uh, Ola Shegun, um, Larry. So there's three of them. So he got knocked out. He walked into the gym. I said, oh, uncle, uncle, please train me, train me, train me. Obviously, he's a, he's a guy who's who's just been stopped by a Commonwealth gold medalist. So again, I took on that challenge. Boom. 
wins the Southern Area title. Tony Salem walks into the gym the next day. Ah, I've arrived. I've arrived. We don't need Frank Warren no more. Uh-huh. And I was like, mate, I don't like. I'm, I don't. I don't move like that. Like you know, the people that helped you come up, you stay with them regardless, mm-hmm. win, lose, or draw. And so I've, I felt there was a, um, you know, there was a certain loyalty that was owed to Frank for getting him that fight. Yeah. Especially coming off of a loss. You're a pro boxer. Yep. And you're just helping out these guys. Yes. But they're having success. Yes. Do you know why that was? Do you know, Joe, like, what was you bringing to the table there and then? Did you already have your training philosophies in yes. you? Yes. And mm. what were they? Not in me. I didn't have them in me. What is, I was so studious. Uh, anything I've ever done in my life, that's a lie. <laughs> I was about to say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a lie. But once I found boxing, I was like, I'm going to do this hook, line, and sinker. And I would watch tapes over and over and over again. And then I devised a system um, of combinations. And then I wrote a dossier, like over 50,000 combinations, like a 10,000 page. Uh, book of combinations and so I would do that with the fighters you know certain I remember we used to have one called the Cotto uh, we used to have the Hopkins uh, we used to have the Hop, um, the Eastman Howard Eastman remember so yeah. I used to I, what was I, Howard Eastman can you remember uh, Howard Eastman was a he used to hold and then drive so he used to drive with an uppercut as opposed to turn it right. so we used to drive and a left hook and a right hand but Howard used to do it in such a controlled manner it was one of these key combinations uh, after studying him. And uh, this, this is the stuff I used to do, you know, religiously. Mm. From morning to night, every day, writing down, writing. I'm, I've got every sequence I've ever done is handwritten. So I've got that and, and to this day. And so I constantly built the system. And I yeah. was, you know, very, the, the embryonic days was Akash, Junior McDonald, <laughs> and other fighters. Um, so it's the same system. I've never, I've never changed it because it's just too much. Information. Was you that committed to your own boxing, or do you enjoy being that committed to your training I've always, more? So I've always been a giver, giver's gain. I mm. believe that with all my heart, giver's gain, and it, it, there's a joy that I don't think can be replaced by you, by anyone or anything when you watch another person grow and develop because of. The time and the effort that you're giving them, mm-hmm. which is why I take training so seriously, and I, I, I won't, I won't be disrespected, never, because, and there is not one fighter that I've worked with today that can say I never gave it my best for them. Usually, they get to a certain level, they get bigger, and they, they piss off. Um, but again, I believe, I believe that you continue to be who you are, and one day at some point whether you're young or old you you will find that match and you will find someone that is as loyal as you it's a long waiting game um but i say moving you know when we talk about it you know i felt and i know that i found that in in anthony in anthony Yard. Mm. you know someone who's uh, uh been with me been with me through the ups and the downs and i've been with him through the ups and the downs <coughs> personal and and business and that's great, you know. You just a person just needs one of them mm. uh, to feel uh, satisfied with life. 
because if you can get one person that you can trust uh, in business because I think it's easy to trust no, someone when there's no money about but when there's money involved uh, uh, you know big money mm. um, and even when you feel a person's made a mistake you don't judge them based on that one mistake you try to look at the journey mm. and where you've come from and the times when you wasn't so high um that takes that takes a lot hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you was going to describe your relationship with your fighters um, in a sort of a, a, is it, what is it, like a family setting, would you say you're more of like a, a big brother guidance or you say more like a father? <clears throat> I think I'm all. I think I'm that brother. I think I'm that, I'm that father. Um... I think I'm that friend. I'm the person that you can have an argument with on Monday, Tuesday morning, I'm in the gym. I'm ready. I've forgotten about everything. And literally, Anthony has always said it to me. I'm not like that unks. You know, me, I would say something that might hurt and, and he'll fest, he'll hold it for a good like two weeks. And I'm <laughs> like, well, we're working. What's going on? Like? What's going on? Um, but I'm just not that way. I, I, you can say whatever you want about me. When we've set a goal, when we when we say we're going to be a world champion, it doesn't matter what happens along the way. It's always the final destination. And because of that, mm. I've just got a, a drive and a will and a determination in me that will never allow me to hold on to any ill feeling. And that goes with fighters that have gone, contracts that I've had with fighters and because of the way I am, maybe I'm silly. Um, I've said, go. Legally, I'm in my right to take you to court, sue you. I'm not talking about big fighters. I don't need to call no names, but big fighters that I've worked with. Um, but I feel it's given me a, 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 a free spirit, a soul, a, a freedom in itself, whereby I never have to go to bed at night thinking about you know betray might be a strong word but it is betrayal 
it is betrayal. Yeah, do you feel that? You feel that? Hundred percent. Yeah. It's betrayal. It's betrayal because you got someone, and I get it. There's not many people like that. You know, my my, my uncle and my dad and have always said to me, "There's only about five people or people on your hand that really are with you when things mm. get tough." So, so that's the business, then, isn't it? It's the it's business. Like, if it was business and you just went with a different supplier, yes. different contractor, you'd be yes. like, oh, that's a bit disappointing. But if it was sort of a family-like or a real tight friendship relationship, which I suppose, could you train a fighter and not have that? No. Yeah. I just can't do it. Like, I just, I've said, I said this on an interview years ago on Box Nation. I said, I get the business. I come from a, you know, my dad's a chartered accountant. Uh, my mother's a nurse but I understand business I understand that you can be in a room with another person and they'll be saying all these good things you turn your back and they're saying <laughs> ooh, and I understand that you know it's hustling and, and I get it because I'm from a particular environment so that's cool I, I never I never let that get in the way of you know what has to be done I just believe mm. that and I've said it for years. I don't know what Frank says behind my back. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying probably fucking cunt. Or, yeah, so sorry. But um, I can only go by what's in front of me. And I understand that he's a, a great businessman. Mm -hmm. um, he's got his own family. I've got my own family. Um, I think when you get to a certain uh, time in terms of how long you've been working with someone you kind of expect certain things, but I think anyone would be naive to think that business is not business. And I, and I, and I get that now more than ever. I've, I, I've had to get burnt a few times yeah. in the past, but I understand that, but I don't let that. I feel the relationship with fighters is different to promoters, managers and everything like that, even though I am a manager. Uh, but I just feel that with individuals, boxers, these young men only have a protracted period of time. As a trainer, you can go on and on and on. So the fighter always has to do what's best for them. But I feel it's great when you've got a, a trainer that wants the best for the fighter as well. Mm. Um, because ultimately the fighter is going to have people in their ears and everything like that. Uh, always trying to say there's a better deal here, there's a better deal there but the fighter must inevitably do what's best for him. Let's go back to the start of the Anthony Yard story. Now, yes. as I understand it, Tundi, he turned up in the gym, asked you to train him and you said, go mm. away and win something. Yeah, 100%, because I had so many people at the time. Like, I was training <laughs> so many fighters. Like, people were coming to, like, obviously there's this new kid doing these Mayweather pads as everyone was yeah, yeah. knocking me and everything like that. So the gym was packed, literally. And, uh, I don't know why, because I, I don't really feel, I had never said that to anyone else. I never said go away and win something. But such were the, was the demand. You know, I remember I was, oh, man, I had so many fighters in Peacock Gym at that time. And uh, O'Hara came and and I was like, yeah, win something. So, and being the stubborn guy is like, ah, cool. You know, but little did I know that at this time, Anthony was like stopping kids in the amateurs but I just was so focused on what I was doing and my dreams I didn't really inquire about what he was doing it was just that question and uh, he done that he went away won the the, the the box cup stopping everybody and he 
you know, bought back the medal and said, yeah, would you train me now? <laughs> I said, yeah, listen, I'll see you, I'll see you tomorrow morning, 5am. I don't know how I got this boy to the gym at 5am because he <laughs> definitely ain't coming to the gym at 5am now, which I would love if he did. But that's never been Anthony. He's always been a cool dude. You can't rush him for nothing. Um, and yeah, that was the beginning of it. And we trained, I think it was, we trained for about two years before he even turned pro. Because after about 80 really? months, I was like, you know, I was taking him around sparring. I remember he sparred Chris Eubank Jr. You know, he, he was even sparring DeGale, um, James DeGale. And I just thought he was ready. And he said, oh, unks, just give it a little bit more time. Let's, let me just wait. So again, you've got to admire that. Someone who's knows what he wants in his career. Uh, so another six months. And then, yeah, he turned professional. And uh, it's been... It's it's been a, a magnificent journey so far. But you have a lot of unconventional methods. Is that fair to say? Uh, you know what? Where, not, George, not, that's it's not, not that's for not, him. That's not an attack. <laughs> no way. You know I mean? No but, way. And the question behind that is, like, obviously you've got your formula for what you think may success, and you have the the courage and the confidence to pull it off. Yeah. As such, when you must face loads and loads of criticism. Well, the thing is, I don't listen. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't listen. I don't watch. Like I've said this from the beginning. If you got time to worry about what people are saying, you really are not working. You're not. You're not focused on your job because ultimately, just even a brief look at history would show you that anyone, whether you're the cleanest cut person in the world, you're gonna face you know adversity or resistance you know my thing is whatever you resist persists so I never was in the or about the business of worrying what someone would say to me because I was I was working so hard like literally morning to night I remember Peacock used to open at 5am I remember I would first of all this was before I had a car I would run from South London Peckham <laughs> Blake's Road, I can say it now because I'm not there no more. <laughs> Blake's Road, Peckham. I would run in the morning to Peacock Gym and be outside there at 4 a.m., an hour before, and just wait outside. The gym would open at 5, and I would literally stay in the gym till 9 p.m. at night. Every day, every day, every day, watching boxing. You know, the guys would come and meet me in the gym, and I'd be sleeping at the top there. And... Um, and Going back to what you were saying about unconventional, I really don't think it is. Like all, it, all the only, well, like for example, Anthony Yard trained with you for two years with yes. no bouts. No, that's a bit that's, unconventional, yeah. That is very unconventional because you know these so-called top trainers, they want ready-made packages. They want ABA champions. They want uh, Olympic gold medalists and everything like that. That was never my journey. There's no hatred or you know. I'm not I'm not sitting down saying, oh, why ain't they coming to me or anything like that? Because I just don't feel I feel everyone has their own journey. It just so happened that I was all I've always been a hard worker and I like seeing people develop. Not so much today. Now I feel like I've done my ten thousand hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I've that done was my just the first year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've done exactly I've done my ten thousand hours and I've 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 I have i have i have i have earned the right to have people come to me. Uh, above a certain level yeah uh, but again I went against my my own words and will recently by picking up Joe again Joe only had 12 amateur fights same like Anthony and uh, you know he's 4-0 now and um, 
I'm working with him day in day out and it, that's definitely unconventional yeah so is it better in some ways to get him like brand new like there's no there's no good habits but there's no bad habits you can mould them in your own yeah you build the foundation design. yeah there's, there's always bad habits because they can't box <laughs> yeah, I'm saying they can't box like they think they can box they watch a few Mike Tyson and Floyd Mayweather tapes um, but, but they can't it, box if you've got a a pro who's been pro seven years and yes. he's got three, four years left and he comes to you, yes. he's already fully set in his ways, isn't he? And that's got to be tough to, to unpick and break down. No, or would you just, I would, I, would you find, still do it? I'll find that the easiest thing. I've done it. And if you look at the guys that I've done at that level, you know, um, Spencer had his most memorable fights at the end of his career with me. Mm. Tony Salem got knocked out came to me, this talking about a person who was in the Olympics or what have you, came to me and he was a Southern Area champion in his first fight. I just believe I've got a system that can reprogram and rewire their whole mind very mm. quickly. Um, and I can do that with anyone. What what happened, what are the methods with, when Anthony comes in, he's box cup champion, but a raw novice, yes. between that point and his pro debut, that 18 months, what does a training look like? How do you how do you craft him into the box that you want him to to be? I never tell him what he's doing is wrong. It's just repetition. If he'd keep doing the the right thing over and over again, hopefully, you know, you get the best out of them. And and let let's not get it right. Anthony is supremely gifted. He is a person. Uh, what he's got, what a lot of people don't have is a, a belief, a belief in the person who's in front of him. Because Ant doesn't have many, f like his friends are the same what he's had since school. You don't see Anthony with new friends or new people around him. Uh, but whoever he's around, he believes in them 100%. I think that's a, a, a very, very key factor. But with me and Ant, it's, it has always been, we're better today, we're better today, we're better today. Okay, we lose in Russia, all right, cool. We got it quicker than anyone else. Um, and, you know, we nearly had a, a pound for pound out on his feet in that eighth round. And and, and we tried our best. I, I, I don't want to say we, but he tried his best. Uh, but collectively, we all tried our best. Again, I brought a novice team of trainers to the top of the mountain, including myself. I was a novice to that level so quickly uh, with the help of Anthony Yard. And so everything I've done is just, it's all, I've always looked back and I've like, wow, this is, this is something. So it's a gift. Who do you bounce ideas off? Like who, how do you come up with your philosophy for training and boxing? Is there anyone you, you look up to? Anyone you've got? Well, in terms of, of boxing, it's all, it has all, has always been Floyd Mayweather and Roger Mayweather. So much so that I, I, you know, I would say I was the first person. I was the first one to go to that gym and bring a group of boys, Junior Benjamin, Otu Saba, O'Hara Davis, uh, Anthony Yard, to Las Vegas. Well, they bought themselves because most of them paid for their own ticket. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but um, you know, when, when, when we went to that gym in 2012, there was no big TMT and all of that. You know, Floyd was a world champion, obviously. Um, but I was so hungry and dedicated that I wanted to go there and learn from the best and find out what was so great about America. Um, come to find out that 
it's, it's not that great. It's just yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a numbers game, isn't it? Mm. If you've got ten thousand fighters, you're gonna get at least a hundred fighters. Uh, you know, in uh, and that was it because I was what most shocked me is that the ethics of Floyd Mayweather wasn't translating to the fighters. You know, so you so we were doing like every all the fighters. I remember at the time, Badu Jack, uh, Andrew Tabiti, uh, Ashley wasn't there when I first got there, but then he came later. Ashley Fearfield. Ashley Fearfield. Yeah, um, all these guys went there after me. You know, um, I went to California, Freddie Roach's gym on my own, sat down in the corner of a gym. I, one fight I remember was Mac, Matthew Macklin. Mm. I remember Matthew coming in the gym. Yeah, but I was literally nobody. I was that person just sitting on the chair, that little gym, and just watching fighters come in and train and I was just picking up knowledge. And most people have never even heard this story. Most people don't know this about me. They think I'm just some guy doing pad work, um, the Mayweather pads. Mm. But it's so funny to me, the same pad work, what they mocked, you see trainers doing it today. Slyly, you know, they ain't never going to say, oh, we, you know, we, we were the same people that was slagging off Tundee all them years ago but I feel comfort in that as well to show you that you know it's not rocket science if you want to be the best just copy the best <laughs> like, it's like, like you know this is your ideal fighter whether it's Lennox whether it's Mike Tyson just watch that watch tape copy him go mm. out you know repeat 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 you may never you're never going to be them but you know you may hit somewhere around and so again one of the reasons why I took myself from the UK and went there to watch him over and over again and becoming his friend and then being in the house with him and sitting down and talking to him and realising how studious this guy is, not just that work. But let's get it right. Floyd has come from a generation of fighters. He was he he got the lucky dip, you know, from his dad, from Roger, from Jeff. Um and that's generational knowledge you know, given to, you know, one son. Mm. And, and... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He really bounced off all of that experience. Was trained very hard and in a particular manner over and over again from such a young age. So, yes, you have the natural ability, but the, the work ethic was, which blew my mind. Hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. Whatever you're doing, I'm doing. So <laughs> I would I would come back to London, train these young men for hours, hours, and then people will be in the gym, like in Peacock Gym. They'll be like, ah, oh, that's what they do. What they do is pit, hit pads. They hardly ever spar. So me, I like rumours. Mm. I like people to be talking sh nonsense. I nearly swore there, but yeah. <laughs> I like people to be talking nonsense because I've always got that self-belief and that, that no knowledge that, that's just not what it is. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it for the cameras. I'm, I'm building something here. And inevitably, mm. remember, I'm not taking, uh, Olympic champions. I'm taking raw novices. Um, the other young man, Otu Saba, never boxed. 
12 year old kid trained them all the way to and that's where it became fam- famous because we used famous. to do all these ex- exhibitions mm. and being a giver I was helping him fulfill that dream I, it was never my intention to turn pro in or have a career in America because I'm like I got work ethic so I don't need to be around these guys I'll do the same thing back here and uh, we made it happen and I'll never forget Sky Sports phoning me when we actually done the deal uh, Otu was on the undercard of and you go and look at the program uh, Floyd Mayweather versus Marcus Maidana too <clears throat> and I remember I'd been bringing Otti over there for a few years sparring and one day we had a guy we had Otti sparring a guy that Floyd was about to sign and Otti just done a number on him <laughs> you know because being a big mouth you know there was always like oh these UK guys I was like shut your mouth man shut like I was but I was just violent in there like everyone was quiet when they went to America especially Floyd Mayweather's gym so I'd always shout over everyone you know and show them that yeah you got guys from the UK that can <laughs> smash you guys up as well so it's two days before O2's professional debut and then I get a call from Leonard Ellaby he said oh man the young man's failed his brain scan bear in mind I've been training Otu since he was 11 years old so I've given up nine years of my own time as well to get to that point where he wanted to be to finally hear the news that he, you know he won't he won't be able to turn professional mm. I spent I emptied my bank account spent money to do private tests I was like no no you, you, this like I'm a very spiritual person I'm like nah 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 God ain't gonna let us go so far and everything like that uh, but it, it wasn't to be but again my dad was like oh look at this nine years of your life wasted training this young man um but I still I've never I've never given up a dream you know and then O'Hara I had lots be Craig Richards Kevin Mitchell uh, all these guys the Azim brothers all of them I trained them from six, six seven years old Adam Azim uh, Hassan Azim uh, their amateur coach I think I forgot what club they was but they tried to argue with me on Facebook and I was like ah oh, no I'm not going there mate you get what I'm saying like oh we trained them we trained them I'm like well you think I'm in this for who we trained them but I'm just saying like I was training these kids since they've been young I saw, I saw it on Sky this week yeah you and Adam Azim clip six and seven he's, years he's old so small with it so tiny and I was, you know I remember me and JB Moore was talking about it the other day like I've done my work I've, I've proven to myself that I can take anyone that's the system I built. And it's not ego or anything like that. It's a self-gratification, knowing that I can come from a particular environment, put all my time, effort, have fun while doing it. And and I remember with Anthony in Peacock Gym, people was always slagging me off and, uh, you know, they're never going to get anywhere and and you should leave that gym and go and somewhere else because the hatred was so much the, the hatred against me was so much like that being a stubborn person I'm like I don't care do you get what I'm saying I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you that I'm gonna prove in this gym that I can take someone to, to the top of the mountain and we did it did you and Anthony have any conversations like that when it was lots of pressure coming from outside circles saying oh, he needs a new trainer he needs a new trainer I know and always told me 
Yeah, we, you know, Ant's a, you know, I've watched Anthony grow from 19 years old, 20 years old, till now he's 32 or 31 or 32. And Ant always says to me, Unks, you don't know these, the amount of people that have been in my ears. He would never tell me, cause I'll just go down there and fly kick <laughs> who's ever, who's ever trying to, you know. The, the hatred that you spoke of is so true. I don't think, there's been a trainer in this country <laughs> who got hated more, which is quite weird. And at the time, I remember thinking, "Fucking, hell, I know Tundee. Like, I don't really understand this." But it was something that you had said, or the way that you would. I, I think it was about, and we'll go straight into this now. I think it was about the sparring thing. Like, yes, it was around that time. And it was before the Kovalev fight, I yeah, believe, yeah, 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 yeah. when it came out that you went, "I don't believe in sparring. I don't think Anthony should be sparring." Yes, um, talk us through that because people said again, like Mayweather, people said. He says that, but he doesn't actually mean it because behind closed doors, they still do normal sparring. What's yeah. the truth? Well, that's, that's do, the joke, George and, and Dick. Yeah. Like, we, I mean, listen, to this day, if you look on Ant's social media and my social media, all we do is laugh and crack jokes. We like, we, we make boxing look so enjoyable. People don't even think we train. Like, they just yeah, think it's, it's messing about. To this day, that is really just the, 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 the thought process amongst everyone. And me and Anthony was having this interview with Danny Flexen. Obviously, Dan, I know Dan, innit? So, like, I just literally cracked a joke. I'm like, he don't need a sparring partner. I'm his best sparring partner. Because if he can beat me, if he can beat me, because remember, I'm, I'm active. If he can beat the dentist, he can beat anyone in the world. <laughs> yeah. I've developed this system. Can't tell me nothing. Like, I'm the, no one ain't even got this. So, if he can get, if Anthony Yark can beat me in sparring, he can beat anyone in the world. It was a joke. Years later, even the other day, I'm listening, you know, I'm listening to these American, um, podcasters. Man, that, that Tunde, man, he ruined it in the yard, man. He don't even smile. He don't even smile. So I'm like, all right, cool. And that's the difference between me and all these guys you see doing pads and doing it for show. The proof's in the pudding that who have they trained to a certain level? That where? You know, I think the greatest person, God rest his soul, was Coach Rick. But again, it so shows Anthony you... was sparring at the time. George, I'm like, you work this out. Like, I, and, and, and that's why I started to say... But I think I, you're so maverick. You're so unpredictable. Yeah, I, I yeah, can see that. that. If anyone <laughs> said to me, which trainer said this and who do you believe? I'd say, well, it was Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he, he does his own thing. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. And so, I didn't hear the thing that I didn't hear the line that you said he only spars me. Yeah, Because yeah. that sounds a little bit more of a joke. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. if you can get through me and get through the dentist, yeah, I would have yeah. got that. But if it was just like, yeah, um, Andy R just doesn't spar. I remember, I remember, I can't remember who it was, but someone asked me, going, is that a good idea? And I'm like, well, each to their own. But personally, <laughs> I, I think the spar is not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, but my thing was that, like, all right, cool. So if we don't spar and we've got to the top of the mountain twice from nothing, well, then everyone would better yeah. stop sparring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm saying that was, that was, how I rationally thought about it, but I, but I just think that it shows more what most people have in their hearts. You know, why would you be jealous and envious and why would you speak negatively about someone who obviously is working very hard because you report your soul. You wouldn't have become a world champion if you didn't put your whole mind, body, spirit into becoming a world champion. It's the same way Anthony Yard would not have, you know, and the, 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 yes, the world title still evades us or him personally, but I know how hard Anthony works because I work with him. I'm in a gym with him every day. I'm, listen, even more recently, you go and ask the Commonwealth Games gold medalist of this year, 
<laughs> she got and asked him how sparring was with Ant. Uh, Anthony's not a joke. You know, Anthony, and he does never spar like he's, which is one thing I don't allow anyway. Before we have a break, I wanted to touch on one fight in particular. We spoke, you, you mentioned the Kovalev fight. Yes. Which obviously nearly stops Kovalev, ends yes. up getting stopped himself. Big, a good up and down fight. Yes. But most recently, so that's one Russian killer that he's had <laughs> yeah. to box for his first world title fight. His second one comes against the other one. Wow. Arta Baturbiev, or Better Biev, yes. for the world title in London. Um, again, like, what a fight. What a fight. It gives as good as he gets. Obviously, mm-hmm. he ends up getting stopped. But talk us through how you prepare for a fight of magnitude. Be- bearing in mind, you've had Anthony since he was a raw novice. And now he's got one of pound for pound biggest punches, one of the biggest beasts the division's ever seen. Mm-hmm. And he has to try and beat him for his world title. Yes. Like how, how, well, do you, how do you again, set about doing that? Again, it's the individual challenging himself. Just like the first fight, we were going to get stopped in two rounds three rounds just just not that level and, and then when, it's funny when people talk about experience well we've already fought Kovalev we've got experience mm-hmm. um, and he's had 27 wins 26 knockouts the reason why the others have got knocked out not because they're easy fighters it's because Anthony unless it's a certain level he ain't getting challenged all these British boys with all due respect they can't test Anthony Yard he just he's just too explosive <clears throat> and too calm and composed and and uh, has a tremendous boxing IQ um but you've got to challenge yourself you've got to find out if you're really it you know that's what I personally believe I mean a lot has changed now uh as we were seeing you know fighters just taking a check like you've seen KSI and all these boys making all this money you're like well what am I doing all this <laughs> what, what, am I, what am I going through all of this for but Again, everybody's journey and story is different. This is the journey which he has chosen as a fighter and which I've chosen as a trainer. And the preparation is the same. Like I told all the fighters I've ever worked with, this is a sport where you can't leave nothing to chance. You have to prepare diligently. You have to put everything, everything you got and know into it. And uh, you need good people around you. Mm. And, uh, you know, again, after we lost to Lennon R for the first fight, which we all know why he lost the first fight, just because of the deaths. Like when Frank offered me the fight, I'm like, what? Come on, man, that's uh, easy work. Mm. And I'm not, that's not disrespectful. I'm just, like, just for listeners, because th- that might be go, what death? <laughs> but Anthony had some personal losses during yes. COVID. Yeah, he lost six family members in mm. COVID in the space of about eight to 12 weeks and then he boxed Lyndon Arthur during lockdown and Mm. I I remember a couple of days before I'm like Ant I don't know I don't think we should take this and Ant was like bro I'm a fighter like we're going in you know because it's it's always a joint decision between me and Anthony and sometimes I I might have a bit of doubt sometimes he might have a bit of doubt but when we collectively say we're going in we're going in and so there was never ever excuses per se I felt Anthony won the fight anyway because <laughs> the scorecards were so indifferent uh, but we'd never been in that position where we've gone 12 rounds and so that was good that got ticked off but that weren't Anthony in the first fight and so again I have to come in under a lot of barrage leave the trainer this that this that me and Anthony was like alright cool <laughs> we're going to show you what time it is like you're going to show you that you on this level and we're on that level. 
Mm. And me and Anthony, uh, let me put Anthony aside because Anthony, I know he done, he trained like no other. Me, I never slept. I probably was having about three hours sleep every day because I'm saying you guys are not going to test us this one. I'm going to show you that Anthony Yard is a special fighter. And you saw what happened in the rematch. Um, and um, I mean, going back to what you're saying in terms of preparation, it's always, there's nothing changes. Mm. From the very beginning, we, Ant was training like a demon from his from when he was an amateur. You know, two years before turning pro, training with me as an am, uh, amateur, because that's all I expect. I won't allow a fighter that's around me to be sub or below what I know is inside of him. Mm. And oftentimes it takes a coach, a teacher, a trainer to bring that out of an individual. Sometimes the fighter doesn't know he's got it. Sometimes me as a trainer, I'm putting so much into into them, I'm not I'm not getting nothing back. So when they're inevitably left on their own, which is where they're gonna be in a ring, you know, turn these steps out and you you know the pads is all good and everything but you know what I'll be on this side of the ring and I'll let you go ultimately it's the, it's the file yeah. and again perception <clears throat> all these years people thought I'm making it all about me after that better be a fact to see the headlines you know the whole even remember Dean Ollerton who's again such a beautiful human being you know that's helped us Helped me personally all the way through my boxing journey, like like yourself. That he's like we we're sitting on the same table. He's like it's all changed. And imagine that one night in defeat, hmm. in defeat, the whole landscape on the thinking. Well, not everyone because you can't change everyone, but the way I'm perceived in the boxing world has changed based on the decision I made to stop the fight. Hmm. Because and then shortly after, Ben Davidson done it with Lee Wood. But I feel again, I set a precedent there at a high level in this country for putting my fighters' health and well-being mm. first before. Because I remember people were messaging me on Instagram. Ah, you want to hear what they were saying in the crowd? Ah, I told you he needs a new fighter. He should have let Ant go in. Ant would have fought on. These guys have been boxing since they're six years old, seven years. Ant he started boxing when he's nineteen years old, um, and more than three quarters of that career has been with me. And so, and me as a trainer, I don't have no generational um, heritage to look back on or, or feed on or get. I'm the first. We're all, the, you know, myself, Anthony, you know, we're doing this for the first time. There's no, We don't have a blueprint to follow. Everything is just study. Go back and do it. Study. Trial and error. Study, study. So, yeah, it's it's just been wonderful. George, remind me again how I become an elite club member. Well, get a GGBC cap. Done. What else? Well, you could wear the hoodie. Anything else? Well, have you got a water bottle? Anything else? You could get a print for the wall. It's cost me a fortune. Anything else? Well, this is what it takes to be elite, Deck. Does that mean I'm in the club now? Nearly. One last thing. Just hit the follow button in your podcast app. Welcome to the club, Deck. Oh, we'll have a push in the pool, mate. So, Tundi, what I want to ask is, 
you've already told us that there's no blueprint you're a work in progress you're learning on the job as such right yes. and you back yourself because you work hard you've brought Anthony Yard from Royal Novice pretty much go away to win something come back he's come back with his medal and you've got him to his first world title against Kovalev this was your first time in the corner for a world for title world fight title, yes you know you're away from home <laughs> I mean, is it, was, it, was, it, was it a bit frightening? Listen, let me, was give, the, you, let me, the, give, let me give you another a, a joke and story. So, we're on the chain, me, Ade, and Anthony. I get the, the phone rings. I said, look, FW. So I said, oh, yeah, that's Frankie Blue Eyes. Boom. Scan on Frank. Yeah, twin, there's this fight, yeah? Yeah, uh, Kovalev. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. We're there. Then I look at, and I goes, <laughs> he goes, I goes, where is he? He goes, he's got to go Russia for it. So I look at I look at Adi and Ant, and there goes Unks. I know you're on this god thing, but bro, we need a couple. Man. It's like we need a couple man with us, yeah. like guys who's strapped and everything like that, because you can't be just walking into Russia and everything like that. And I'm like, no, no, God's with us. We don't need no one. And I can see the both of them thinking, yeah, yeah, but yeah. let me just. You know, let me just get. <laughs> rock, rock, rock and roll. I really hope God, hope God's with you there. I think yeah. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm telling you, man, don't worry, don't worry. We we got this, we got this. This is all aligned. Like this is our time. Like we don't, we don't need to worry about nothing. We got this far, having this faith. Why would we worry about going to Russia? Little did I know it was chilly things mm. with you know, killings and stuff like that. But anyway, we rolled on faith. Me <laughs> anyway. And, anyway, yeah, me and and me and and. You know, business class. Nice. Get to the airport. The luggage gone. <laughs> no luggage start. in business class. Only two black guys on the flight <laughs> and our business. So that that's when again experience. You're starting to know the games that go go on at that level of the sport. You know, get to the hotel. No hot water. No food for us. It was just there's so much things that went on prior to that fight. Uh, fight night that that went on which we never ever spoke about you know um don't yeah. worry you weren't the first yeah you weren't <laughs> the last yeah because it doesn't I just heard happen the in Russia I heard the story it happens everywhere yeah I heard mm. the stories I heard the stories but I was, again it's just that faith thing and we, we you know we went in and fight night came and and it was good and I was good I can't say that there was any visible nerves uh for myself and because we just had this conversation remember we was unbeaten at the time it was mm. like this is how the story was supposed to go and is going and there's no way you know I've never seen people talking about stamina issues I've never seen Ant get tired mm. in sparring sessions I've never even seen him get tired when we're pushing him and doing fitness tests and stuff like that so but again I learned a lot about boxing that night as well. You know, the occasion, the atmosphere, all of that plays a massive factor on your stamina because mm. it's your mental thinking yep. uh, and the IQ. So Yard hurts, Kovalev. Yeah. What's happening for you though, in the moment, are are you making these calculations at, yes. at warp speed? It wasn't about what he was going to do, it was what we was going to do to him. Uh, but I know my guy because that's why I think it's important for a trainer to know their fighter and know, you know, where they're at at any particular time. And I feel that I can only be found out when you're with someone or with a trainer or with a fighter for a long period of time. And me and Ant, we've been together from the start. We was together for two years before he actually turned professional. So I know Anthony. So I knew 
the now famous empty the tank. I a lot of commentators using that word now. I think you got that from me. Like, <laughs> you empty the tank. Yeah, I never heard anyone saying empty the tanks before, but you know, that empty tank was like, I know Anthony's a fighter. I know we're in Russia as a coach. I know we're not going out of point. So it's like, we're either going to go for it, we're not going to go for it. And it's so funny that the criticism that I received for saying that to Anthony at that particular time, that's the round everyone talks about. Mm. <laughs> no, no one ain't talking about the 11th round when he inevitably, you know, he lost. It was that moment in time because that's, that's the magic in it. That's the moment there. You want to see a fighter go for it. And I don't want to mention any names, but you need that as a fighter sometimes. You need someone to bring that out of you. Otherwise, you just stay there and you just take a beating. You know, you get stopped or you get beaten up and you don't feel that you've gone there and given it your all. And I feel me making that call on that night and me making a call uh, on the better be of night is the two, were two right calls. You know, one saved him for another day mm. and one was let's go for it this is what we want this is what we're here for this is what you tell me that you want inevitably it's a life changing win it's a life changing and this is the moment this is the that's why I knew when to say it you know he trusted me he went for it he knew if, again when I say he trusted me Ant knows himself should we get the feature in yeah speaking of emptying, emptying the tank <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it's time for the feature George we've got the feature yes right it's George George has done this this is George's best one yeah is it the best wow. we've ever done best, best one we've ever done um, okay we had some good names flying around as well yeah so it's always a pun on the on the guest name yes what do we go for George yeah well it's obviously um if i could turn back time yeah so i could turn back time although shout out thunderwall which is what steve came up with we're going to do an oasis base quiz but we went with turn back time wasn't sure you was a big oasis fan Uh, no no No. yeah you couldn't have hung with me there (laughs) (laughs) so what's the premise what are we doing and is it me against tundi should i I be looking so it's no this um Right, I've got a list of famous fights, right? Okay. And I oh, want to know... Gonna, you're going to be good at this. What year the fight took place, right? <laughs> I'll, I'm be, not gonna know I'll be terrible at this. Closest closest wins, okay, nice. and then maybe we'll just take it in turns, one of you answer first. Okay. Can't yeah, we do the one where you give me out. the answers before, and, then <laughs> yeah. I just, and we just film it? If it's really shit, I, I, if it's I, terrible, see, we'll, we'll, we can edit it. We'll tidy it up, don't yeah, worry. I literally <laughs> don't watch nothing. No, they're just Mayweather fights, don't worry. And even that, I don't know the years. Spencer's like the historian. I'm like the now historian. I don't... Now historian. My brain doesn't... Record there's things. Yeah. There's, there's Too many pad there. combinations in there. He's yeah. got no that's space for every, dates. That's what everyone says. What? <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. No so years who's, back. who's going first? Listen, we'll check. Right. Um, Deck, you can answer first. Okay. And then you can say so you're whether you think it's sort of higher or lower. You're going to give me oh, the yeah, fight. No, I think that's okay. sooner or later. You give me the fight and I'll tell you. Okay, the, so right. first fight is Rocky Marciano <laughs> against Joe Louis. Uh, 52. Higher. So close, yeah. later. I think it was later. later. Now it's 51. Oh, that's mate. really good. Oh, that yeah, exactly. I get the point though. Yeah, you get the yeah. point. Yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. It was, it was only a 10 rounder. Um, wow. And he wins He wins the belt a year later against Joe, Jersey Joe Walcott. Mm, nice. Right. 1 0 to you're under pressure, yeah. mate. This is right, why I need Spencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be going. It was 51. Jake LaMotta. 
for Ray Robinson six times, but only won once. What was the year that he beat Ray Robinson? Fuck me, mate. How long are they all in the? Are they no, all, not all of them? <laughs> I'll start off as we mean to. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll start. We'll start hard. I'm gonna say fifty-six. Mm. I'm gonna go the one he won. I'll say it was earlier than that. Yeah, it was. It was 1943. Yeah. yeah. 43. 2-0. Come during, on. During the war. And three during the war. Three weeks later, Robinson Avenger lost. Yeah. Three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. weeks. Yeah, In crazy. the same place, right. Um, okay. Floyd Mayweather. It's me first, yeah? Yes. Nah, Thank you. Is it? Yeah, All yes. right. Floyd yeah. Mayweather retains his unbeaten uh, record against Manny Pacquiao. Oh, the Pacquiao fight was there. <laughs> I think that was 2000... Mm, 18 I think it's before that yeah 2015 oh. okay. yeah see I'm terrible so he's back <laughs> yeah he I was back. fucking there that's like 8 <laughs> yeah. years ago yeah. yeah he became 48 and 0 yes before five and then, then Berto yeah. and then Berto right Joe Calzaghe Mikhail Kessler um Joe's my favourite British fighter of all time um that doesn't count for any points that don't count for any points <laughs> but um Let's say, I don't know, 2002? Oh, I was going to say 2003. Uh, it's 2007. Oh. 2-7. Yeah, Millennium <laughs> Stadium. Uh, yeah. Um, Kessler was 39-0 at the time. Right, <sighs> Lennox Lewis, Vander Holyfield won. That, was, that would be 1998. I'll say before that. Oh, no, not, yeah, <laughs> I would say, I would say... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not before that. When he said ninety-eight, I said ninety-eight. He said ninety-eight. It's close. Um, I think it's <laughs> maybe. I think it was ninety-nine actually. Yes. Oh, <laughs> very yeah. good on the button. <laughs> Double button. point. Yeah. 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 He's um, us about four-three now. They, uh, ninety-nine was it? They yeah. Both fights were in ninety-nine. Yeah. So see, that's three-two. Maybe. Yeah. Probably oh. poker jar. Right. Okay. Oh, well. Right. Oscar De La Hoya fights Pernell Whitaker. That, I love that fight. Yeah, me too. Go on, who's starting it? It's you. It's you get the first crack. I've got an uh, idea. De La Hoya Whitaker. It feels like a... It feels like a 2005. Oh. Yes, 2006 fight. It feels like that. I was going to say 2004. Was you? Mm. 97. Oh, oh, 97? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1997. Get out. It was at the Thomas and Maxon. I was 10. I remember that right. I was 10. Yeah. So they all like different eras. What did he say? Yeah, he boxed, May- he boxed Mayweather in like yeah. 2005 what five or something like that. That was a long time later. Yeah, this is where long boxer, time later. Boxer. Yeah, and he boxed. Right, I think I'm still winning though. Right, Ken Norman. No, that's even because I said I, I got the year before. Oh. No, you got you was half a soul. We don't. It's three three now. We don't score. Yeah. Same time he's winning. <laughs> yeah, Ken Norton, Larry Holmes. Oh, uh, seventy-seven. Ken Norton, Larry Holmes. WBC champion, Norton, beaten on a split decision over 15 rounds at Caesars Palace. I'm going to say 73. 78. Oh, mate, I'm so yeah, close. 78. You know who would have got everyone is Spencer Fearon. <laughs> he would have got everyone. He not, he would if he didn't, the dates. Yeah, yeah, he can't enough. be called himself the knowledge. No, no. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't get 78. Okay, what's right. that? It's you now, Tundi. Anthony Yard's debut. 
2015. Yeah. I was going to say that as Wembley, well. Wembley Arena. Yeah, because that's my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah he knows that one. <laughs> my business, I etched, would never... Yeah, yeah. etched I, in his mind. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, Lennox Lewis versus Mike Tyson. Uh, that was... Not, if if the Holyfield ones were 19... Uh, that was... 2001. Mm. I'm going to say... 96 It's 2002 And then Lewis boxed Klitschko that was Yeah it. and that was it 2002 that was it. That was, I, see, I thought he boxed Klitschko in 2-2 So then Tyson was before in Memphis In 2001 but Nope Is that all I've got anymore no, One more Okay so go on We've all established that My we're, boxing dates Yeah but, but terrible at dates <laughs> Terrible Oliver McCall Against Frank Bruno Come on Frank Mmm that's like it's Frank's biggest winner. Oh no, is that the one he got? No, he, it was beat, Wembley he, Stadium. he beat McCall. Yeah. Wembley, yeah. That's where he won the WBC, right? Yeah. Um, again, it seems so. I got a number in my mind, so it'll probably be one. One the year number out. in my mind. I'm just thinking. When was Bruno biggest? Yeah. Like, what, what was his heyday? It's the nineties, isn't it? His heyday. Yeah. 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 Um, let's say ninety-eight. I'm going ninety-five. It's 95. Come uh, on, finally. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon that's got to be a win. Yeah, we don't See, have a tiebreaker. I, I dreamed it and <laughs> I believed it, it and now I've become the winner. Yeah, Happy day. Speaking of winning, um, yes. Anthony Yard is winning when it comes to the era of light heavyweights just in this country. Yes. Like, what a crop that he's part of. We said in the pod before, first time ever, surely, that one to five yes. in the, with the WBC, I think, was all Brits. Yeah. She's wild, really. I think, uh, and even in the the Ring magazine, um, all of us are in the top ten. Yeah, like, I think five: Boatsy, Aziz, Anthony, Callum Smith, mm. Craig um, Richards. I think Craig's might have ended the missing Ring magazine as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a great time for you know for British fighters um, challenging themselves. I think. Again, I don't know. I'm, I'm always thinking about this this position they put Callum Smith in because <coughs> uh, to me he's not proven it like heavy yet. He's fought a guy. He's fought um, what's the guy? Bivol went the distance. Castillo, Lenin huh? Castillo, Lenin Castillo. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. Did you know Lenin Castillo? No, I know it from the Bivol fight. Yeah, and then he fought a guy that refused to fight us. Baldelik. Balenik. And again, that's a lot of people don't realise. When people say Ant's not fighting no one, they're not queuing up to fight Ant. I think you can beat him? It's going to be tough. Mm. Because... In Montreal. The way I... Yeah, in Montreal. And the fact that I wasn't happy with his performance against Canelo. I don't feel he gave... He didn't show the grit. Like, you go in there and you fight. And... Uh, but I know Callum Smith can fight. <laughs> I know he's a good fighter. So again, occasion is Canelo in it. So you don't know how people are going to react when they get in there. Um, but I know Canelo cannot punch like Arthur Betterbeev, and uh, I f- I feel that mentally, mentally Arthur is one of the strongest fighters today. It's not the age; it's his mindset. You know that Terminator mindset. It's that when you put him down, he's like, "Ah, cool. I was messing about. Now I'm gonna switch a level." How long can he keep doing that at the age of forty? 
age is a number. You know, Hopkins, age is a number for certain individuals. Again, people talk about Anthony Fulton when you look at common opponents. We've got common opponents. <laughs> Callum Smith went the distance with Nem- Nemes Patty and brutalised Nemes Patty in four rounds. Chicken you know, Patty, he called him. Uh, yeah, Patty, yeah, he, yeah patty. he got the Patty that night. Yeah, Jamaican Patty, he got that night. Um, and so it's good because, you know, you start, when you when the fights match up, you look at the comparisons and what they do and what they possibly can do. Callum, obviously, uh, unified champion. I think it was Ring Magazine champion. I think that was your last that fight. Was, yeah, yeah, so you don't want to talk about Callum. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, good fighter. Probably was a light heavyweight from the beginning. To be honest with you, yeah, I think he was. T- he must have been tired at super. He's and you as well. You're guy. massive. Mm. Yeah, I was tired of the weight. Yeah, um, and that might have been why he's been sometimes a little bit um, off. off. And then maybe that's why the performance against. Um, right John Canelo Ryder. wasn't quite oh, there, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and he right. took it at short notice as mm. well. Mm. That's the thing about these short notice fights against these type of opponents, level of opponents. Like, you're never giving yourself a good chance. All right, before we got to wrap up because we've run out of time. Before we do, though, Tundi, people can hear from you every week, right? Yes, sir. Your podcast, you and Spencer, the Fight is Right podcast, Sunday nights. Sunday nights. Live yes. as well. Yep, live. So people no. can get in touch during, <laughs> yeah. no editing. No editing, just nah. cool, we just phone deck. Yeah, George, <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah, yeah, come jump on. Like, it's crazy. Every Sunday, yeah? Every Sunday. Mm. Um, loving it. I was even thinking about doing more episodes. Um, but, I'm so tired when I come out from gym. <laughs> so <laughs> like, talk more. I don't like. I can't deal with Spencer's um, <laughs> antics uh, 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 three de- three times a week. That'd be a bit too much for me. Uh, but yeah, that's the platform. The fight is right. Stamina for Soul YouTube channel um, every Sunday 8 p.m. and it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun, and we've got again. We started it in in lockdown. You know, I have over sixteen thousand subscribers now that tune in you know our watch alongs mm. get bigger numbers than some of the major platforms YouTube like I don't know why they I don't, George you need to make a phone call mate because we need to be commentating at ringside yeah the fight is right team Spencer Fearing and because again I don't know whether you've heard my commentary but it's like it's it's even if a fight's crap I'll make <laughs> it sound like it's bloody sugary what, what is it Sports Social Podcast Network Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.